Welcome to episode 284 of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. My name is Melissa Ellis and I'm coming to you from Wurundjeri country. And I'm Ollie Spike and I'm joining from Dharawal country. How goes things in Dharawal country, Ollie? Sunny, mostly dry, but that's about to change. More rain on the horizon? More rain is coming, Mel. We know how much we love our rain. Um, <laughs> we waited for it for so long, but yeah, it's going to be wet again. Makes for soggy park runs, though. It makes for soggy courses. Whether they're park runs or not depends. <laughs> and what about yourself, Mel? How are you? I'm really good. I am recovering again. <laughs> yes. Midweek is for resting, Ollie. Gathering <laughs> oneself for the new weekend approaching. Yes, recoup, regroup, replan and restart. That's exactly right. Not always in that order. Tell me how your parkrun day was on soggy Durrawal country. It was a little drier. Oh. It was it was quite lovely. Uh, it really stands out. I mean, I think there was a time gone by where it felt that it never rained on parkrun day, apart from one or two fantastic times where it was muddy and slippery and we had the times of our lives. How things change. It was, uh, yeah, quite a nice parkrun day. I was at home. I was in Shell Harbour. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Proud to wear that one. <laughs> and uh, I was run directing. So back in the vest, uh, we had, a again, a fairly modest turnout. Things just are still on the quiet side. We had 94 participants, a uh, group of visitors. I didn't recognise at first any of the visitors, but nonetheless. Oh, I know <laughs> where you're going. Yeah, yeah. Look, it, it was also a highlight before I get to the visitors. It was a highlight that our volunteer crew, um, our roster was you know, full once again. Mum did drive up from her place, which is an hour south, to, to help out. She was all ready to marshal. I said, guess what, Mum? Download the app. You're barcode scanning. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> Yeah, she, she was brilliant, uh, helped by one of our fantastic young uh, under-18 barcode scanners, Talia. But another highlight in the volunteering roster was um, two favourites were back in our roster that we haven't seen since late last year. Em and Brendan were back, and it was just wonderful to have them out there in orange cheering everyone on once again. So uh, that was a real highlight of the day. That's fabulous. And probably the other highlight was one of the visitors that I did not recognise, Mel, uh, did not have my ears prick when I asked where people were visiting from and I heard Wallaby Track. And uh, it was only after, just as I like to, you know, wander around and just ask people how did they go, how did they enjoy it and which hill did they hate more, <laughs> did uh, said visitor introduce himself as the ideas man. Oh. That's amazing. I didn't even know Bruce was going there. He kept that very quiet. Well, he, he was he was west of you. Well, he was. He last <laughs> seen in South Australia. That's right. So I was well and truly caught on the hop. Got a brief chance to chat with Bruce, and I really am sorry that I didn't catch him at the cafe afterwards as RD duties kept me busy, and I'm sure he had to head off to get back up to Sydney. But, Mel, he left a very special gift that made a very special, um, um, perhaps, you know, little known to him, birthday girl, very happy. 
Was it her birthday on Saturday? Uh, it was, in fact, on Sunday. Uh, <gasps> and and this, this weekend is always a mega weekend. I mean, happy Mother's Day again, by the way, Mel. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it, it is such a celebration weekend in the household that it is mum's and Zali's birthday on the same date. That is my mum. And... It is, of course, also Mother's Day, and uh, the very next day is also my wedding anniversary. So it's just a, it's a mega weekend. Hang on, the next day, that's today. That's today, Ollie. Yeah. It's your wedding anniversary. That's all right. All good things wait for Parkrun. <laughs> oh, can I just say, listeners, he did not disclose this to me prior to recording, or I would have a hundred percent given the disclaimer that we could do this tomorrow night. <laughs> And that's absolutely right. In your defence, Mel, I, I did not let you know. I did discuss it with my wife, just as I did with with respect to Palm. So, um, yeah, we, we have healthy discussion and um, we, we had a nice lunch today as it was. And uh, to be honest, I think after this, it's early nights for the both of us. We're, we're exhausted after the weekend and we certainly enjoyed Zali's birthday. That probably took precedence. And as I was saying, helped by some cheetah ears because last week at Picton Park Run, after I signed her up last year, Zali finally completed her first park run since she joined the Dirty Cheetahs. And now, thanks to Bruce, thank you very much, Bruce, she has the ears to match. That's great news. I did see and use the photo of yourself and Zali in the Shell Harbour. Oh. Yes. Have I just got my own fine? Does it count when I say it? Oh, it certainly does, surely. (laughs) Anyway, in that selfie frame, and I used it for the post for the Consolidated Club Report, which I was Mm. going to make mention of because, Ollie, that ocean in the background (laughs) looks decidedly not natural. (laughs) Were you standing in front of a photo of the ocean? <laughs> Where were you? Well, it was almost the perfect crime. I did say Zali. Zali went for a park run last week. This week she was in pajamas until midday. So after I got home and showed her the cheetah ears and finally got her to change it to some clothes, yes, we took a photo in front of the ocean picture with the selfie <laughs> frame. Love it. <laughs> Love it. It was almost a perfect crime. Almost. And I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling co-hosts. <laughs> But Mel, suffice to say, if you had a selfie frame shot, it probably would have had a real-life park run in the background. (laughs) Where was it and how was it? Well, Ollie, on Friday night I took to the road with fellow adventurer Helen for an overnight trip to Coombs Park Run in the ACT on Ngunnawal Country. Coombs was my sixth park run in ACT, leaving only Mount Ainsley to complete the set. Whilst achieving capitalist status had been my interrupted goal in 2019, the events in our nation's capital are also among my nendies. Mm. It was event 163 for the third version of the Coombs course, which was visited by Marvellous Mark in episode 169 when it was a double lapper and again in episode 222 Mm. when it moved to its current location. I had a little Garmin fail at the start, so I lost the first 1.2 kilometres, but no harm, no foul. (laughs) After scanning, (laughs) I went back out to reclaim the lost Garmin section, meaning in actuality I clocked up at least six kilometres for the morning. As an added bonus, adventurer Will Barlow was also there with his family and we were able to have a quick chat. 
Being autumn in Canberra, the morning was a little crisp. However, the sun was out making for a very comfortable run. Afterwards, Helen and I headed back to check out of our motel, stopping later that morning for brunch on our journey home. Juniors this week was, of course, on Mother's Day. Now, we actually cancelled our event last year on Mother's Day due Mm. to a local Mother's Day fun run, which also uses our forest trail. But this Mm. year, we decided to go ahead with our event as we could be finished and packed up before the other event began. I volunteered at both events before heading home to prepare for my own family to visit for a late lunch. So a big weekend. (laughs) I won't lie. And that could be an understatement. Uh, That was quite a trip and to back it up with what, what must have been a fantastic atmosphere on Mother's Day morning. Well done, Mel. No, it was good. I squeeze in every bit of adventuring and fun that I can into my weekends, but it does wear me out. (laughs) It does. Yeah, I bet it does. (laughs) And what a location for brunch. Oh, yes. I must give a special mention to Tootsie Cafe that we discovered in the little town of Yass. Now, Yass is also home to Riverbank Park Run that I visited a few weeks ago. However, I hadn't been aware of the cafe at that point, but it is a gem. It is full of eclectic art and decor. It's just a beautiful little place. We had an absolute ball exploring it as we ordered our takeaway coffees and I think Helen bought yo-yo biscuits (laughs) at the cafe. It was a brief stop because we were keen to get on the road for our long trip home, but definitely somewhere worth checking out if you are in the vicinity. Noted. No, thank you for the tip. You're a wealth of uh, wealth of knowledge when it comes to some of these adventures, Mel, and I look forward to putting some of it to use. I do my best. Yes. But, Ollie, feedback from episode 283, which was last week. Yes. And, Mel, the hesitation is because I, I, can, I can hear calling in the background. I can hear voices. I don't know if that's coming through in the audio. Apologies if so, but um, I will continue. If it happens to be a rather colourful podcast, yeah, that's a fine for me. That's okay, Ollie. You only get fined for claps and typing. Oh, right, and mentions. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, another thing we get fined for, Mel, with feedback from Mr. Brendan Scholarly, thank you, Brendan, is punctuation. He said, Melissa, I'm calling in the punctuation police. Another $1 fine for your comment. Hashtag missing apostrophe. <laughs> Do you know what? I never know where to put the apostrophe, Ollie, if it's before or after the S. I know there's rules and I yes. I get so scared of doing it wrong that I leave it out altogether and hope nobody notices. <laughs> but there's people out there that are noticing. It's yeah, and and particularly with that one, it's that awkward mixture of plural and possessive. So uh I won't try and explain it. I will butcher it. But uh yep, another fine. I'll wear it. But we also heard from Johan. He said, loved the interview with E-Man. I had goosebumps when he recounted seeing that parkrun banner nearing the end. I actually saw a picture of the banner on social media and I can just imagine the boost that gave the parkrunner participants and Johan shared a photo with the parkrun flag at Boston. Yeah, would have been a fantastic boost. Now, Mel, I can see that... uh this topic of the fines isn't necessarily going away. Uh, so 
Sam. Sam's going to track the fines for us. Thank you, Sam. Yeah. But am, am I mistaken or are there more fines from last week? There are, Ollie, because when I was listening back to the audio in the car with my headset on, I discovered one that I'd missed during editing, which was a, a little clap that you did <laughs> while you were speaking. So, yeah, there's an extra dollar for you. But we also have to issue a fine to our informant. Yes, out-of-date food in the fridge, not acceptable. No. Um, we need to keep this place tidy and uh, we have standard smell. We do, yeah. You can't just be going leaving your last week's leftovers in the fridge indefinitely. That's right. So a dollar to the informant, he can suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> but what's happening in the news well, Mel? Well, uh, this week we want to give a special congratulations to our friend over in the UK, Pippa White, who celebrated her 250th volunteer and her 250th park run on the same day at Trentham Gardens Park Run. We're going to hear a little bit more from people later in Dazzers, but we wanted to give her a special shout out because that's pretty cool in our eyes. Oh, huge, huge. Yeah, congratulations, Pippa, and uh, what a spectacular support you've been for everyone else as a part of that too. So, oh, love seeing it and uh, look forward to talking about it more. Mm, indeed. But, Ollie, I've got a new, or oh, I don't think you'd call it a segment, but I've got a new um, something that I might bring up regularly, which is Mel's Tourism Tips. A segment. Yeah. Is it a segment? Oh, I think I think the bar on the Park Run Adventures podcast for a segment is it has to last at least one week. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's call it that. I might even find some catchy music that's not a football theme song. My tip this week is when touring to a new event, don't rely on Google to take you to the correct point to park and find the start location. <laughs> this issue was raised in a Victorian parkrun chat group this week and has also been highlighted to me by Paul's recent return to parkrun tourism without me, the chief researcher and navigator. <laughs> on his recent trip to Werribee Mansion parkrun, Google Maps directed him to the wrong gate, which was locked. And this Saturday at Frankston, he arrived not realising there were no toilets. So, adventurers, to avoid these problems, the best thing to do the night before is to go to the event's webpage and go to the course page. This page will detail whether dogs are allowed, whether there are toilets or drinking taps available, and importantly, the best way to find the event by road or public <laughs> transport. You can also get a heads up as to whether you should be Packing the trail shoes. Yes. I think that's a great example of some of the information that just makes the park run trip a little easier. So well worth the check. Uh, noted. I will apply it for my upcoming tourism visits, Mel. But, uh, yeah, there's a few things, I suppose, you know, maybe there's a way to, to get a bit more access in the apps. Maybe the apps can dig up some of this information. Yes. I mean, how good would it be to know, yeah, as you say, the course conditions? Is it pram friendly? I'm asking the impossible, but a bit of research, I think, is what you're saying. Absolutely is. Yeah. But we alluded the other week, Ollie, to the octogenarian meetup, and I believe it was this last weekend gone. Is that right? That's right. So, Park Run Day, 7th of May, and 19 octogenarians attended Rhodes Park Run Day. 
uh, on that very date with five PBs achieved, Mel. So uh, it looked like a very healthy turnout of the octogenarian park runners and of the other visiting and regular park runners there. Fantastic day, great weather. And well done, everyone. Good to hear. Yeah. In fact, I was kind of chuffed, actually. One of our local park runners who is on 99 park runs, Peter, at home here at the park run that shall not be named, uh, did mention to me that he was thinking about going, but uh, he came to Shell Harbour. And- oh. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, Mel. Cha-ching! Well done to all the octogenarians. That's right. And, Mel, the happenings continue. We do have a couple of fairly brief roving reports this week uh, from Around the Traps, so I think it's time we pause and have a listen. Good morning, Parkrun Adventurers. It's Sarah, not on the west side, but up in the Northern Territory. That's right, I've come up for 48 hours to check out Nightcliff Parkrun, ticking off my Aussie North Compass Point. Very, very happy to report that the dry season has arrived. So if any of you are thinking about um, coming up north, now is a really great time to do that. Um, So there were 204 participants this morning. So having a chat to the RD this morning, there are normally around 140 or 150 participants. So quite a large park run, I could imagine, for up in the Northern Territory. Um, So I guess due to the dry season, the participant rate has increased, you know, by 50 or 60, which is pretty amazing. Just a reminder, if you do head up to the Northern Territory to complete any of the park runs, they do start at 7am. Do not be caught out by rocking up at 8am. Hi, this is Ingrid checking in from Dolls Point and I've got a couple of visitors here and I'd like to introduce you. Hi, I'm Dawn. I'm from Chelsea in Melbourne. Greg and Carolyn from Barrenbar in Brisbane. <laughs> How did you guys find Dolls Point today? Oh, look, it's a really pretty course. It's gorgeous. I'm running along by the water and it's flat. Yeah, very beautiful, pretty course. Yeah. (laughs) And so you guys have come down and, uh, Carolyn, you were doing some volunteering as well. How did you find that? Yeah, it was really good. Everybody's really friendly, appreciative of this being here. So, yeah, it was great. I did barcode scanning. And I hear this helps even up the stats between you two as well. (laughs) Yeah, I did an extra in Launceston a couple of years ago. So that gets us both onto 141 different events now. Well, we really appreciated appreciated having you guys here. So thanks so much and we'll see you next time. Thank you. And a big thank you to Sarah and Ingrid for bringing us those two roving reports. Sarah ticking off her northern compass point up there at Nightcliff and Ingrid chatting to some tourists, Dawn, Carolyn and Greg. Love it. Uh, Well done, Sarah. Always nice to get a compass point. I look forward to doing that one day. But Mel, we've got mail. You've got mail. We do. Who have we got, Ollie? Matt Stevens has gotten in touch, and thank you very much, Matt, for uh, for reaching out. He said, Mel, hi, Parkrun Adventurers. Thank you for the hard work you do to put the podcast together and promote Parkrun. I have enjoyed listening to your episodes. However, I can't work out what a frond and a knotty or noddy is. I thought I knew my parkrun acronyms and challenges. Not these two. Keep up the great podcast, Matt. 
Oh, it was great to hear from Matt. We did reply to Matt and explain a knotty is our slang for a knot park run and a frond is what Tok used to describe a smaller adventure gathering. It comes from a palm frond and references our palm meetups. And in case you didn't already know, PALM is the acronym of Parkrun Adventurer Listener Meetups. I think we, we could do with a bit of a glossary on the Facebook page there, but there must be some others. So, yeah, send in any other questions if uh, anyone does want to query any of the terminology because they enter our dialect and we don't realise. And to clarify, a noddy is just because I speak through my nose <laughs> <laughs> and can't pronounce naughty. Oh, but Matt came up with some good suggestions. He had obviously been thinking of what frond could potentially be, as in an acronym, and he came up with things like free run on another day or friends run on next day. So I liked those. Which is awesome. Yes. Yeah. I can see that this can go to many, many more great places and acronyms. Give us time. Maybe we need to bring back the uh, the hotline, Ollie. Ah. An old favourite. Yeah. Well, th- there are some old favourites from podcast weeks gone by. We could borrow from there, Mel. So, yeah, I think the hotline's a good option. Yeah. So, adventurers, if you have a question and you want to record it on your phone, you could send us some audio with your question. Yes. We look forward to hearing. Speaking of hearing, uh, guess what I can hear, Mel? It's the rain. So apologies <laughs> if that's uh, coming through. I sound like I'm in the static. You get all the noises, Ollie. If it's not cicadas. Or screams, <laughs> <laughs> then it's rain. Yes. But let's move on. At Dazza's this week, Dazza said, it's naked gardening day. We don't make the rules. <laughs> Were there nice gardens at your park run today? Come on in and tell Dazza all about it. And uh, fortunately, all of our guests were dressed, but, (laughs) (laughs) and again, because I speak through my nose, I said, and fortunately, to pronounce that hopefully a little clearer, the first guest this week joining us from across the Dutch was Brett Bailey, who said, sorry, Dazza, as I was RD at Pegasus today, I didn't see many gardens or gardeners. They would have been quite brave if there were any, as it was a bit chilly. Low misty cloud, not good for the low-flying ducks, as today was duck shooting season opening day and we heard the sound of shotguns in the distance. <gasps> Many bark runners and 70 park runners, several dressed up in Star Wars costumes in recognition of May the 4th this week, home to warm up with a spa coffee and pastries. And Brett did share uh, a couple of photos. One was some very cold-looking flags, I must say, and the second was of Darth Vader and Luke Tailwalker, <laughs> which I loved. <laughs> Thank you, Brett. Moving back across to Australia, Chris Roos, who was uh, on the volley ranks, uh, a bit more local, khaki-parky pacing today, absolutely not naked, looked at the Garmin about every 10 seconds. I achieved my first perfect double O time. Only one number left for bingo. Oh, and you can find me for the photo. And Chris is referring to the photo that he shared, which had a reverse flag featured in it. And 100% we will find you for that. (laughs) But thank you, Chris. (laughs) We heard from Alison King, who shared New Zealand's Parkrun anniversary. 
Hi Dazza, no gardens at our parkrun. Just your usual steam. Not that I get to see much of the course as I marshaled near our finish. Still, it was an epic morning meeting overseas visitors. Ended up having a great chat at the cafe with Rochelle from Willow Parkrun. We also had the event directors from a prospective parkrun join us. As it was Parkrun New Zealand's 10th birthday, we had cake baked by R.D. Megan and decorated by her husband, Russell. It was delicious. And Alison shared a photo of the milestone cake, which looked fabulous. It did. There was a lot of Parkrun excitement packed into that and happy anniversary New Zealand. Barbara Luther, who had... uh a bit of an achievement and a bit of tourism. Lovely morning at Sirame Parkrun, celebrating my 350th Parkrun and 106th location. The trail course is around Sirame Winery and had wet grass, gravel and mud, so a bit tough but no rain and a most welcoming team to share the occasion and scenic lookout for breakfast. Shared the morning with fellow adventurers, my husband Roger and Pauline Taylor and Russell Taylor. And thanks, Barbara, for sharing the photo, which uh, one of which did feature herself with the 350 on her shirt with Roger, Pauline and Russell, plus two correctly positioned flags in the background and a second photo with uh, some beautifully positioned tables under some magnificent trees there. And Ollie, I also noticed that I think it was Barbara's first time posting in Dazzers. So... We need a little jingle for that, like yes. first-time poster. Yes. Welcome, Barbara. In any case, we also heard from Jodie Maisie on the tourism front. Hi, Dazza. No gardens today, but we had a lovely morning at Cleveland Park Run. Stunning course, and Brendan Peel was happy there was cake and chocolates at the end. I wore my Gouda New Wedding Limited Edition sunglasses. Very happy. And Jodie Shared a photo of herself and Brendan in the selfie frame, sporting her very good-looking new gooders. Now, with a lot to like about this post, Sonia Pullman volleying, there was mud at the fourth birthday of Nogaba Park Run today. It was a chilly start, but warmed by a visit from Wendy and Ross. Steve goes all right too, I guess. <laughs> Thank you, Sonia, and uh, thank you for sharing the picture of some relatively warm-looking park runners, some with orange and some winter woolies on. And, uh, yes, the Pullman's included in those photos at Nolkaba. And Wendy and Ross, very avid Victorian tourists they are. Mm, yes. Ollie, we also heard from Cass Castleton, who had an achievement. We were very excited to see that Cass has joined the Adventurous Club. Thank you, Cass. <laughs> That's the achievement? <laughs> no. No. Yarra Bilba for my fifth alphabet and a few parkrun world tourists turned up to help me celebrate. Great core team who really looked after us. And Cass shared a selfie frame shot with a few too many celebrating parkrunners to fit. But we also know that parkrun adventurer Simon Mackley, our very own quizmaster, was also in attendance. Yes. It was practically a friend. I think so. Great job. And, um, yeah, look forward to the next one. Bring on number six, Cass. Over in South Africa, Johan was touristing awesome garden views at the post-COVID relaunch of Langenwerven Parkrun at a new venue at Annie Boss Park Run. Good job, Ollie. (laughs) (laughs) 
thank you, Johan. Uh, but also sharing some fantastic scenery shots from the new park run there with some greenery around the course. So great to see the post-COVID relaunch there at a new venue. The next one's Ollie. We've got two coming to us from the same park run. We heard from Karen Hurrell, who said, Hi, Dazza, finally dry enough to visit Cheadle Hume, where the course through woodland and fields is notoriously muddy. Small breakfast and large cappuccino, please, Dazza. And Juliet Colville, barcode scanning a Cheadle Hume park run this morning, followed by a cappuccino and a bacon balm. Oh, and a bacon balm, which is mm-hmm. a bacon roll. That's right. Yeah, a bit of context there. Thank you for that, Juliet. But, yes, Karen and Juliet at the same park run in the UK, another friend. Yes, great job. Great to see. Also great to see Steve's bike was back. Hi, Dazza. A fresh morning today greeted me for a lovely run near a former Olympic site. A brained mixture will assist my fellow adventurers identify where I went today. Happy Parkrun Day. He's getting really clever with these, isn't he? I am enjoying them. This one I have not worked out. Hmm. And we heard from our friend Pippa White over in the UK who celebrated the milestone we alluded to earlier. Hi, Dazza. I didn't run naked in the gardens, but I did go to Trentham Gardens Parkrun for my 250th Parkrun and my 250th Volunteer Day. The very, very best day. I ate lots of cake, so a tummy calming green tea, please. Friends had come from all over. That was amazing. I'm slightly late in, has just done a workshop at a running show, refresher of CPR and opening an AED and using it. The tame volunteer gave me an early prezi to add to my tutuness. Hope you liked the special occasion rainbow. And Pippa shared a photo of herself in a rainbow skirt on the day celebrating her 250th. Yes, well done, Pippa. Well, Dazzas was going off again this week, Ollie. Yes, yeah, and thank you to everyone who popped past for being clothed and for sharing your parkrun experiences with us. And before we get the envelope, Ollie, you might want to look for it while I mention this, but I Mm. wanted to give a special shout-out to Monty Slade, who regularly tours in the UK and posts his thumbs-up photo with the UK pop-up sign thingy and his adventurer's buff. He was at Fellfoot Parkrun this week, Um, but Ollie, why don't we have those pop-up sign thingies here in Australia? Well, uh, looking at the pop-up signs, I think it would uh, go a long way to reducing the fines. So that's probably the reason is we we need to reserve some opportunities to raise money. Right. uh, Because I don't see how you can get them around the wrong way. No, you couldn't. That's right. (laughs) Well, if you're special. (laughs) But, yeah, we do like like the photos. Love the buff. Big thumbs up to Monty. Yes, absolutely. We look forward to seeing where you are next week. Yep. Time to announce our winner. Do you have the envelope? I do. I have the envelope right here. Mel, the Obi this week goes to... The very, very best day, Pippa. Congratulations, Pippa. Well done, Pip. That's her second Obie. Yes. She's the second person to get two Obie Awards. And, and look, we did enjoy a lot of um, a lot of milestone and achievement celebration this week, as, as we do. But, um, yeah, look, it's, it's great to relish 
these moments. And um, yeah, well done, Pippa. Nice to see the rainbow be a touch of it too. Hmm. One day, one day, Mel. I'm going to have to get myself a rainbow tutu. Oh, I thought you were wanting to win an Obi. <laughs> you just need to get ears, Ollie. Gee whiz. Ears. Yeah, that's true. Or perhaps do some adventuring. <laughs> ah, Mel. Well, thank you again, everyone. Thank you, Dazza. And thank you in advance because it's time to listen to our wonderful informant. This is the informant. These are unofficial stats. They are only current at the time they are collected and may differ from the stats you read elsewhere. There were 446 runs held down under, which is up one on last week and another post-COVID record. 409 of these were in Australia and 37 in New Zealand. We were also joined by a freshly returned three Singaporean events, making up 1,757 worldwide, which is up 36 and also a post-COVID record. Aussie New Zealand attendance was almost identical to last week, down just 45 to 38,186. Worldwide attendance was also very similar, 207,000-ish. There were five launches, Elliot's Head Beach in Queensland, along with single launches in Germany, South Australia, United Kingdom and the United States. Down under we had 5,110 PBs, while 1,594 people participated for the first time. 81 juniors reached their junior 10 milestone, 184 people reached their 50 milestone, 113 reached their 100 milestone, and a record 32 people reached their 250 milestone. 27 people called bingo. Chris Williams was quickest with 141 runs, while Jeff Backen was slowest on 299 runs. There were a bunch of new statespeople, five in the ACT, Mary Craig, Debbie O'Donoghue, Matt Robbie, Jenny Zarr, and Imogen Taylor. There were three in the Northern Territory, Mitch Martin, Anne-Marie, and Nathan MacDonald. Two in South Australia, Jane Hassel and three Helbers, and one in Victoria, Sarah G. In the top 20 most Aussie New Zealand events list, Neil Scott moves up one to rank equal 16 after running his 158th location at Ginandera. Kathleen Wallington moves to equal 11 after running her 169th location at Chelsea Bicentennial. Overall on the biggest movers list, Paul Graham moved up 10 rankings to 240. 176 people... Hey, what have you got in the way of stationery? Excuse me, I'm busy. Come on, hand it over. Will you get out? Come on, I know you keep a stash of it. Anything to get you out of here. What do you want? Oh, I don't know. Mel wants me to decorate this jar. What for? Mel's got a bee in her bonnet and she's been banging on, nagging me to make a fine jar. So hand it over so I can get her off my back. Cardboard, glitter, ribbon. As if I have that rubbish. I've got whiteboard markers, rubber bands. Oh, Mars bar. 
Helen's hat been there. Oh, and some tape. That's all. Oh, what am I supposed to do with that? I don't know. That's all I've got. Now just take it and leave me finish the report. Ah, oh, far out! 176 people lifted their Wilson Index this week. This week's biggest mover is Meg Littler, who moves up 28 to 64. And Cindy Robbins makes her debut on the Victorian Top 10 list, moving up 22 to an index of 71 and a ranking of 9. In the Adventurer Challenges, Nicole and Andrew Hay joined the Peel Club. There were three cow clubbers, Copo Copkikas, Graham Totty and John Newton. There were also two half frames and 15 half cows. If you want to see these stats in full, you can find them at theinformant.me. That's www.theinformant.me. Or look for The Informant on Facebook. This has been The Informant, and my spreadsheet is bigger than yours. Thanks again to our informants. And Ollie, I gave our cheeky informant a little task this week, so Mm. I'll be interested to see how that pans out. Yes, good help is always appreciated. Got to set the team to work. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, especially since some of the standards have been slipping. (laughs) (laughs) What the hygiene in the office. That's right. That's right. But, But Mel, what hasn't been slipping is the Adventurers Club. How are we doing? Ollie, this week... Out of a total of 187 members, 160 members took part at 104 different locations. We broke the 100. Broke the hundy. Yes. Wow. Yes. So in the UK, we had 15 events. Gateshead, Chippenham, Cannons Park, Rising Sun, Cheadle Hume, Felfoot, Tooting Common, <laughs> Sirencester, Bedworth, Brooklands, Urchester Country, Bartley Park, Tolkien Town Country Park, Ancombe Valley Way and Trentham Gardens. In South Africa, we had two events. Hi Mel, your two South African park runs for this week are Athol Park Run and Anibos Park Run. And in Germany, we had one event at Fuldauer. Locally, there were adventurers at 33 events in Victoria. 19 events in Queensland, 18 events in New South Wales, 5 events in South Australia, 3 in Tasmania, 2 in WA, 2 in ACT, and 1 in Northern Territory, plus 2 in the North Island of New Zealand and 1 in the South Island, Ollie. Got the set. We did. Got the set again. But to comment on the Consolidated Club report, we have to issue some fines. Ah, okay. Yep. Yeah. Johan and William Boughton. 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 How do I say that? It's a fine if you've pronounced it incorrectly, Mel. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, anyway, they went to an inaugural dollar in the jar. Yep. That's okay. It's all a bit of fun. And yes. our biggest front this week was five adventurers at Werribee Mansion Park Run. The mansion. The mansion. Excellent. So, yes, lots going on, lots of adventuring happening, and we're growing week by week. Ollie, our goal of 210 mm. 
is getting closer and closer. It's starting to look realistic. It is. <laughs> but what have we got to look forward to this week, Ollie? The Festival of Mel is happening. <laughs> wow. Are you ready for it? I am. I'm so ready. I'm very ready. And so is Floyd. We're very excited. Oh, good, good, good. Yep. The volley roster at Toolan Creek is nearly 100% full of Mel's. <gasps> Last check, there was one not Mel. Oh, right. Yep. But uh, the Mel's have come on board. They have risen to the challenge en masse. They certainly sound like they have. Yes. yes. So I'm looking forward to that. And a rest, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> Not whilst volunteering, I hope, but yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I take my volunteering very seriously. Yeah, that's right. But what about yourself? I'm adventuring. Oh, no. what? <laughs> no, no, Hang just on. kidding. What? <laughs> I'm volunteering. Um... I am volunteering. I'm um, back in the vest, back home, not going to say it again, you know where, but I'm also looking forward to Eurovision. Very, very much looking forward to Eurovision, which will be halfway done by the time this podcast is out, but uh, it's a big week in our household. Well, is there dress-ups involved? Have you been planning? What's Hang on, this is snuck up. <laughs> it has snuck up. And look, with all the chaos, we haven't prepared any dress-ups, so we're going to have to find <gasps> some intricate masks. Uh, so, yeah, you've got to go and research this year's Eurovision if you want the context. Off the top of my head, I can't think of too many of the uh, fantastic costumes, but rest assured that in this household we've been listening to the songs now for a good, I think, close to two months. So just preparing myself to uh, console the girls that their favourite songs won't win. Well, <laughs> I was listening to Talkback Radio today and they were saying about the Eurovision final being the same night as the Australian federal election. Is that right? No. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so yeah. the finals this weekend? The finals this Sunday morning, uh, 5 a.m. <gasps> Eastern time. So, Do we have to set the alarm? Is this E-Man all over again? Uh, it, it is a, a slightly more civilised 5 a.m. I, I do, like listening back to the, the chat last week, it was lovely to hear yourself and E-Man chatting, but, uh, yeah, wish I'd been able to stay up for that one. I was, uh, I was a bit unwell at that time, but nonetheless, back to Eurovision. 5am, very doable. Oh, okay. Can I get the full experience if I only watch the final? Oh, I think it's still a great experience if okay. you only watch the final. Absolutely. I don't even know where to look for it. It's on pay TV or something? Uh, it's on SBS. Oh, okay. Yeah, with a with a repeat in the evening too. So if you fancy just keeping yourself fresh for juniors. <laughs> no spoilers. That's exactly right. Uh, but perhaps even more exciting, Mel, coming up the 16th of May is the start of Australia's National Volunteer Week, which we love. We absolutely love. We do. We love our volleys and we love to celebrate our volleys. So next week, no doubt, we will bring you lots of volunteering stories to the pod. That's right. But what also is coming up that we need to mention, the longest run events are starting to be posted. They are. They're popping up. Now, I don't know if I've caught every single one of them, so please keep me honest if you've if you send another that I haven't, Mel. But so far, I've seen longest run dates pop up on the Longest Run Australia Facebook page for the 12th of June and the 19th of June. And on the 12th, we've got a very, uh, very decent spread. So Gippsland, Melbourne North, Melbourne West – uh, so two in Melbourne, plus out in the east there. And then also in Sydney, we have two longest runs on the same day. 
in the city. They'll be sailing the seven seas whilst the Sydney coast to country heads up from uh, my locale up to join up and link up for the last two events, hopefully, in the southwest of the city. And we also have North Brisbane. So that's a big day. It is. And then on the 19th, that's followed up. Perth having theirs. South Australia, which I should have double-checked, I think is very much Adelaide. And the Sunshine Coast. And they always manage to squeeze in just that little bit more because they're good like that. (laughs) Excellent. That's very exciting. I don't think I'm going to have the opportunity to take part in the longest run en masse this year, Ollie, which is Mm. a first for me because I usually always – that's not good English. (laughs) In the past, I have always attended the longest run and over the pauses, I've created my own longest run with my friends. But this year, the dates are not in my favour and I am going to have other things to do Plus juniors, being a Sunday, juniors is going to be a factor. But watch this space. There may be a unique Meltown. I'll wear that fine. Longest run. (laughs) Look forward to it. Now, what else have we got to look forward to, Mel? Oh, big drum roll here. We have some news. (laughs) We have some news, Ollie. We do. Would you like to share? Absolutely. So the party planner has been busy in the background looking at all the possibilities for Palm 2023 and we're going to bring you a date. <gasps> we are going to announce a weekend next year where we are going to travel out west to Western Australia for Palm 2023. And that weekend, Ollie, is the 15th of April. That it is. That it is. So we have a date. Mm -hmm. We have a broad destination. And I think it's fair to say when we say Western Australia, we're talking Perth, Western Australia, or the Perth area. So uh, no one needs to go and book tickets to Broome is is probably what I'm (laughs) suggesting here. You know, don't go there. You'll be there by yourself. (laughs) (laughs) But 15th of April, I'm looking forward to it. This is exciting. And I must say, well, we should declare it is actually school holiday time for both Victoria and New South Wales. It is the weekend after Easter. Mm -hmm. So we hope that that is accessible to most of the adventurers if they so wish to come and, uh, yeah, more planning to follow. Yeah, plenty more announcements. But now we have the date, we can start hatching those plans that we we do all, or many of us at least, tend to enjoy forming. I look forward to it, Mel. So much to look forward to, Ollie. Yeah. But uh, I think as we said earlier in the pod, it's probably also wise to look forward to a bit of a rest. So let's have a rest. <laughs> <laughs> As always, everyone, you can contact us via Facebook or our email, which is parkrunadventurers at gmail.com. Thank you, Mel, once again. That's it for another week, and we'll see you all next week for more adventures.
at juniors, it was so funny. Me and my friend Summer, we swapped barcodes and we swapped jumpers and beanies. It was so funny. Me and my friends want to say something. Happy Mother's Day, Adventure Moms and Special People. Bye everyone, stay safe.